Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. This is Bell coming at you from behind the mic on Thirst World Problems, and oh, it feels so good to be saying that again. Welcome to our fifth season. Yes, that's right. You heard us. Our fifth season of Thirst World Problems, and I'm not going to hog the mic. I'm going to kick it right over to my boy, B. Season five, like Bell five said. Five years, guys. How crazy is that? Five years of doing this. And you have a every week. Day. Basically every week. We're not talking about a monthly podcast or even bi-weekly. We're putting content out constantly, which means I had to talk to these guys way more than I ever wanted to. Wow, that's the disrespect that happens here, man. Let's let's do a little recap of what happened in season four, man. So many guests that we had, main sponsor, you know, like so many things happened, man. It was it was a solid year that we had. Like shout out to Manscaped. You know, Manscaped sponsor. You're gonna like this. They're coming out with a nice uh, beard beard trimmer. Well, as soon as we got that sponsor, you your head just blew up like like you did you like you did a lot. Uh, getting that sponsorship, so I'm I'm scared to get another sponsor because you might just sell the company, man. And hey, man, I think <laughs> my favorite of, of what, what we got and or like what was sent to us to try and stuff was the was the gin, man. That was my that was my Lane highlight. Way. That gin was oh, Laneway. That Lane was way so distilleries good. On, out in Ontario, Shout that out. was unreal. Yeah, man, and um, man, like I got so many messages uh, with. Uh, Raj Singh from Impact Wrestling, man. They said it was so cool having just somebody who's like, you know, um, with uh, like Punjabi. That's the one that's just Punjabi, man. This is wrestling. And he's such a history with Canada and wrestling in general, which is huge. And then, you know, um, another positive note was uh, DJ Sanj, man. Everyone loved that episode because didn't really talk about the music, man. We just talked about the guy himself, right? Not the artist, but the man himself. And Man, people just love that. So, you know, let's uh, let's carry on. We got some big news. Um, you know, Apache Indian's going to be coming on this year, which is which is going to be pretty cool, man. The first guy, first brown guy that went pretty mainstream for uh, for everyone. So, old you know, school guy too. He's going to do some too, research here. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool. We got some. Uh, we got some. Lo- we got a lot of guests coming on this year. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I think. But man, if you really think about it, five years, man. Think about where we first started to now. We've had so many other podcasts that kind of joined us at the time. You know, we did collabs and whatnot, and you don't really see them anymore. And we're still, you know, we're still going strong. Keep on, uh, keep on getting those tombstone pile drivers, and we're kicking out, man. That's. That's the name of the game here. So, <laughs> the LeBron nice. James nice podcast. On Linda, LeBron yeah, nice James podcast. We're like we're like Vince McMahon, you know, just coming back, man, out of nowhere, and and running his daughter out of the company. Yeah, just it's, like it's that. pretty crazy, man. If you think about it, man, five years. Let's see, I know, I know, we keep on saying five years, but think about that, man. Five years of putting in all this editing, the. You know, just getting guests and just thinking of topics and just the jokes and setting things up every time. And, you know, Bell being late every time, even though, you know, the studio is like two seconds away from him. So just those types of things. Well, somehow he has to set up some, he has to set every single thing up every, every time. It's never, nothing's ever the same there. So I'm not sure what, what other podcasts, well, for Bell, it's the other podcast he's been recording, right? So. 
Yeah. Well, he promotes other podcasts except for ours um, on his main platform. So it says a lot about the character of himself. Just a man of the people. A I man told of the you, people. I like, we're, I like we're, how you guys are planning lowest, having us set up we're everything. We're the lowest priority man in his helped. life right now. Let's you guys never help set up. Let's, 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 I mean, what is no. his priority in his life right now, man? That's think about that for a second, bro. You know, you know when you're just the loyalty. People say there's no such thing as loyalty. This guy, this guy puts icing on the cake on that on that tournament. Five years of having to put up with you two come at me. It's over, man. This is the year of disrespect. You know, what else my favorite, you know what else my favorite thing is about year five is um, when we when we were supposed to get the gin and we didn't get it for the next like five months. It was just <laughs> hidden for the five months. Hidden, yeah. We're yeah. supposed to, that's a, we're supposed that's to exactly review what that it. Situation is. We're supposed to review it. We didn't even get a chance to review it, man. It was oh, you're you're, you're lucky we're uh, we're some good Samaritans. I actually man. found out what happened. Bell drank it all, and then he actually had to make an order of the minis on the on the website. So they, it, it was just taking a little bit more time to come in. <laughs> That's what I love about this being the fifth year, though, because there's been so many people that have listened to the pod from the beginning, so they can see right through your bullshit. So that's the good thing about having some of these loyal listeners and people listening at home right now. The other great thing is the fact that they've been able to see the evolution that our podcast has taken, where we came on, essentially, me, Doc, Nick, came on, just talking shit, just pouring drinks, just hopping on the mic. Since then, we've turned into a nice professional unit here now. B came on super early. We started to gel, get things going, and now we've kind of evolved where we actually started to grapple a little bit more serious topics. We still have fun here, right? But we still started to dive into some of the cultural stuff as well as the sports and the drinks and the current events that we've always been part of so it's kind of neat to see that evolution like you nick you mentioned earlier some of the guests that we've had on and some of the guests that we have coming on and just that wide variety of guests i think that's been my favorite part about doing this podcast and why it makes it easy to do this week after week is that we give such variety that one episode sounds completely different from the other but you still have those undertones of what makes thirst world problems thirst world problems well, we we cut the Wagyu fat um, with the doc, right? So that's what made us blossom. So we realized one episode in, man, we weren't going to survive. So <laughs> it was uh, sink or swim. So we we just threw them overboard and and look at us now, man. So five years, man, that's uh, pretty crazy, man. I think I think year four was our best year so far. Um, you know, with uh, so much that happened to us, right? With the sponsor, with the guests. Getting on IMDb, I think we totally forgot about that. How huge that is, IMDb, man! Uh, just just gets us on a bigger platform, right? When it comes to uh, you know just getting more guests, like we're just going to be on a different tier now. So, um, I got some hidden surprises for you guys this year. Um, I'm going to say I got some former um, former NBA players that might be on. Won't tell you when, but uh, I'll surprise you guys and. Uh, I'm trying to get some uh, former NFL Hall of Famers in as well, so you know, try to mix it up and uh, see see what we can do from that, right? So, just trying to work my magic here. What do you What do you got for uh, this year, uh, B? Season five. What are you looking forward to for season five? Man, I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of local guests. I wanna I wanna try and branch out and see just friends and family that are doing things right around in the community. 
um, whether it be starting new businesses or, um, you know, doing anything in terms of that, starting stuff that's new in the city or have been successful. Maybe they've tried to do a couple things, haven't been successful. Just stuff like that, having some, you know, a lot more local people on so that um, when those people post and, you know, they share with their networks, it's something that uh, organically we can grow kind of the community where it's like, you know, I really want to listen to this. These 100 people, 200 people really want to listen because the person that's on it, they know or or, or they can, you know, um, meet with in real life or, or they can ask them quite, hey, I heard you know, I want to ask you these questions. The reason I want to ask is I, I heard you on Thirst for Problems and, you know, they were the ones who introduced you to me and like just making connections outside, right? Kind of being the reason as to why people uh, get together or, or know who each other are. So I think that's- I want to be the network. Being things I want to do. Shining yeah, I want to network, but kind of, be a, kind of be a networking show a little bit as well, right? Um, Say, you know, local accountant or- lawyer doctor anything like that on that's local you know that would be comfortable coming on just just talking surface level stuff and 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 from there you know just seeing where that goes right so that's what i would be excited about okay so you kind of want to start to uh, shining a little bit more light on the winnipeg community here try to grow organically with the people that have been following us and supporting us what will you idea, go, man. What, what, what you got looking forward for season five Who's that? Me? Yeah, you, Bill. Ooh, let me tell you, there's gonna be yeah, a you few bi- changes around here. Oh, I'm gonna have, be having some fun this season. Some fun this season. Oh, that's pretty sick. <laughs> what I'm looking forward sick. to. You know what, man? I I, I I take my question back, bro. I <laughs> don't want to know, man. I... Drinks of the week are back. We're gonna be having some more small drinks uh, of the bro. week, bro. Oh, come yeah, on. Buddy. I want to. I want to see it. I want. I need to see it first. That's what I need. To All right. All right. Done. 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 No, I like the. I like the fact of what uh, what B was talking about there, and just bring that together. We're going to be promoting the website a little bit, so we're going to start to get into a little bit other avenues of 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 media that we've got going on. Try to connect that and kind of grow a community. And once again, man, we kind of got kiboshed during the pandemic, but I'd like to see us. Uh, get out and do a live event. I know we've been talking about getting out of uh, the city, getting out of the province, maybe even the country and uh, just hitting the road and hitting, uh, hitting some events outside and, you know, doing some recordings out there as well as just do something here in the city, host a, host a nice little event and uh, you know, best of both worlds on the road and at home. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's uh, let's move forward here. What um, let's get rid of this whole five year uh, shtick here. Let's 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 hit the topics here. There's so much that's been happening since we've been uh, we've been away. What's what's topic number one for you guys? Topic so, number one. Oh yeah. So, sorry, B. Let's slow down. This one's just uh, just percolating here on my head here, man. So right now there's all this talk, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, man, about the uh, Chat GPT. Uh, the Dolly 2.0 and all this stuff where you've got the A. You're very scared of these things, eh? Oh, no, One I'm thing I've noticed, you're, ve- you're very scared, actually. Bro, you're, you, you, got the, you got me You got me all wrong. I am all for this stuff, man. Anything that can make that workflow a little bit easier. Plus, I could never draw. I can't pick up a pencil and draw anything. But if I can hop online and tell this machine to draw me a little something, 
that I can use. What, what are you What are you saying? Oh. Right? I, I don't know what you're saying to me right now. Okay, so AI is coming over to help uh, create from the writing oh, AI, aspect. Okay. Yeah, from the writing aspect, from yeah. the artistic aspect. And there's been yeah. a lot of pushback, and there's a lot of fighting going on right now about the ethics around it and whether or not this is going to replace some of the artistry and the actual creativity that that humans have. And also, people are losing jo- jobs, potentially, right? So there's some of those, especially digital artists, are kind of complaining that it's going to make their job a lot harder to do, like especially people involved in movies and video games, to create these art pieces that AI could essentially create, as well as some of the traditional artists are up in arms because some of the AI, uh, some of the AI programs have been using, training themselves on some of their work that they found on the internet. Now, there's a dude, uh, and this is what got me going here. There was a dude that came across, uh, used ChatGPT, and uh, I think it was Dali or Lenza, one of those other uh, art ones, to create a children's book. And he did it for like 48 hours. Then he self-published it on Amazon. And it was he basically made it for one of his friend's kids. And then he just put it online to be like, okay, whatever. And he got so much backlash like on Twitter, people were going after him. And first it came on, the kind of reviews were kind of like, hey, like, yeah, not a bad idea, this, that. It was kind of even. And then it kind of tilted the other way when some of the artists started getting involved in the conversation. So my question then is to you, where do you guys stand on the involvement in the use of uh, of AI, especially when you're putting out content? Personally, I think. Personally, I think a lot of people get very upset when, when something that they do gets uprooted, right? So it's, um, hey man, technology has taken away a lot of things, right? It's taken away libraries. It's taken away, um, you know, a lot of free time from people. It's taken away, you know, attention spans. It's taken away jobs from people. It's taken away, you know factory jobs it's moved you know jobs from from north america to china and to asia and like it's these these are things that happen with technology and and i get the whole you know oh yeah it's we got to preserve this and this creativity and it sounds good but the thing is it's this is just another evolution of, of technology and and if at the end of the day you know um the money works and people can make money from it. Unfortunately, the people that are crying out about it, uh, I, I I do agree with them, but the people that are crying out about it, I think you're most likely going to lose. And I, and I think no one really speaks up. Like I'd like to see where these people were speaking up when, you know, different things happen to other different industries that they, you know, couldn't, uh, you know, deal with, or, 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 you know, I'd like to see where they were when those things happen, or was that to them just, you know, uh, get another job or do this, you know what I mean? I'd like to see that. So to me, it's, 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 it's the course of technology and, and that's how technology goes. And, you know, when, for example, taxi drivers in the taxi industry, Hey, they uber comes into all these cities and it changes the laws and and bullies people around and does whatever they did at the end of the day um, most of the population nowadays says well you got to adapt right you got to do this you got to do that well 
it's it's it really should be the same tune, right? That's the way I think of it. Yeah, like I'll give you a perfect example. I think, um, like as you guys know, like I have, uh, like I have another business that that I do on the side. But um, during these during these things, you you meet a lot of people that do you know like decorations and all that, and and the ones who get undercut, they get upset, right? And obviously they're going to vent, but. Same situation happened to me. I got undercut for a price and some other person took it. And that same person was there and didn't back it up saying like, well, you know, these guys are better because they, they put more quality into it. You're just going for more quantity. Right. And exactly what B saying, like if it doesn't involve you, it doesn't affect you. It's not going to matter to you. Right. But, and you can say whatever you want, but when it does affect you, you're going to go above and beyond. You know, it's kind of like being, it's kind of like when, um, it's like when you go to a restaurant, you go to a restaurant, it's great service. You're never going to go online and be like, yo, these, these guys are fantastic unless they tell you, Hey man, can you give us a review? But if there's something very terrible happening in your butt, like a poor experience, first thing you're going to do is do a bad review. Like the negativity expands your mind on, I'm going to go above and beyond to get my, you know, to get my voice heard, to get my rights yeah. heard, right? It's like a cancel culture. Oh, I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to go on social media. We're going to cancel this guy. Well, you know, like AI, I feel like there's going to be benefits to it 100%. But, you know, is this the first step of people losing out on jobs? So you're telling me like this AI is going to be a make or break for you? Like then it seems like you're not, you're not pushing yourself to the limit, right? That's, that's the way I always look at things. If, if there's, if there's something that comes into you, that should make you evolve. That should make you drive even harder. But it just seems like people just give up. Look at the self-serve industry now. You go to grocery shopping, there's a self-serve aisle. You go to McDonald's, there's self-serve apps, right? People are complaining. Well, people need jobs. Well, as a business, I'm not saying you're cutting corners, but as a business, you're trying to, you're trying to spend low and, get as much so as you can, high. right? Sell high, I guess. Yeah, but where do you want to look at it, right? So as you, you got to look at it as a business aspect. Is this the right thing for you to do? Like for, for me, for example, like, you know, if you want to get something illustrated, how long is that going to take when you go to someone and be like, hey, man, like, illustrate something for me? Or you can just go to the AI and be like, this is exactly how I want it. And you can do it within 24 hours, less than 24 hours. So it's like, What's the beneficial for you, right? Cool. Those people are okay. Those people are losing out, but in the end, are they really going to care about you when it comes to your situation? Probably not, man. So, you know, that's how I see things now. It's more of like not everyone's going to win in life, and the ones who can survive are the ones who are willing to adapt, willing to evolve, willing to drive harder, and go from there, right? The uh, McDonald's self-serve and, and, you know, these store self-serve things is a good, um, you know, mention as well on there because a lot of the time these stores now you'll have one or two cashiers and, you know, first people are very upset about it that, hey, you know, this is annoying and blah, 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 and, you know, which is fine, you know, oh, the, the food prices are the same and or it's more or the same and um, now, 
you know, the there's no one helping me. So the so they're not paying anyone. I'm the one scanning it myself. That's how business works, man. If they have a product that you need, they can they can cut things and do things to where you gotta buy it. You can't be upset at that. You you can't you can't you can't be looking at the grocer or or you know shoppers drug mart or whatever company to to be playing the moral game of you know what I mean? Their their job is to maximize profits, right? So I I don't sometimes understand. Like I I get it if it was something vulgar or something disrespectful or something like that that they were doing where they wouldn't be a good community member by doing it. But removing those things, it's it's yeah, it sucks. The people don't work there, but you know that was a big point of contention a couple of years ago too. And nowadays people are very happy that there's ten self serve things and no one has to ever wait in line. They just they walk up, you scan it, and you're out of there, right? So I do think Bell also, with the illustration and, and stuff like that you were talking about, I don't think that's really going to affect too much, to be honest. I think people are getting kind of scared of what they see, you know, wh- when you ask it that or whatnot. But I don't think it's really, you know, people are going to move away from from actually wanting a human, you know what I mean, to do that. Like, I think that's that would still hold a lot more weight, you know what I mean? Like. Um, just like I could compare that to like a machine making a drink versus a person. Like, you know, I would always think the person making the drink would be a lot, you know, would be better than a machine doing it. Cause it's kind of, it's that social aspect. Right. But who knows where that's going to go? No, see, and that's where, yeah, that's where one thing, the one thing I, I, I just, I just don't like is I used to be all for these EV vehicles. But I'm like, I'm all against it now, man. I just, I think I refuse. I think the perfect world, a hybrid is 100% perfect. But I mean, a pure EV vehicle, just the fact that like, all it takes, all it takes is like, for them to shut it down, your own vehicle, a vehicle that you purchase, they still have control over it. I just, I just don't like that. And I, and, and. And I and I know like you know in whenever whenever it is twenty thirty or twenty thirty three whatever the year that they said it was gonna be they're they're gonna try to make it all EV and whatnot or there's gonna be a you know triple carbon tax or some garbage like that but I mean those batteries are pretty toxic and there's not enough batteries there's not enough to build those batteries and that's the crazy part there, and there's no bat and there's no there's no battery to help the environment for that there's no recyclable place for it it's it's not ready, man. And and I think we're pushing way too fast. And, and the biggest problem is, you know, like, like all these cars are being self-controlled, like, Hey, there's cruise control. You just go to destination. But then again, man, you're still not controlling something that could affect you, man. Realistically, doesn't matter how perfect it is. Like, I think, I think we're trying to cut corners when it comes to stuff like this and we're not ready for it. So to me, it just doesn't make sense when they say, Hey, we're going to do a carbon tax if you have a motor vehicle, but really that battery is even worse than a normal car. So it's like, I just don't understand the pressure of, you know, pushing these vehicles and whatnot. That was just something I wanted to throw on the side. Yeah. It sounds like you just don't want to be tracked, man. I don't, I don't know about that. Like you figure that the whole, the whole aspect of it is that they're supposed to. Once again, you can put it in quotes if you want. It, you're, they're supposed to be conditioning and tr- preparing these batteries to actually be longer and whatnot. But you're right. Like right now, a lot of them aren't prepared for that. And the goal is right. that you can get to that point. And I, I, figure- really, I really think we're going backwards on this because if you look at the charging, like 
It takes, for example, the new Hummer that just came out. It's EV. If you plug it in to your regular outlet, it's going to take you a week to charge it. <laughs> well, there's some things. It's some things like you said. Like some things are common sense. Yeah. Some things don't need to be. But if you do, but EV. if you get a fast charge, yeah, if you get a fast charge on it, it's going to take you 24 hours to charge it. So it's like you lose the convenience, right? Well, you why can't do you just need, go in. Why do you need a, a fully electric Hummer? Like, there's certain things that you should be. Well, like, why wouldn't you what? need it? It's it's one of the most gas guzzling cars. The, the one of the one of the biggest reasons for not getting a Hummer for most people, if you're driving a Hummer, is oh man, I look like the bad guy. That's why that's a that's why well, well, the, the Hummer the, was made. Yeah, but the other aspect of it then is that you're using so much energy and and just going through this battery so much more quickly. Like it's it's still that aspect of. This is a large overused machine. Unless you're like in the military or you're going off roading all the time, maybe you don't need a Hummer. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, but keep in mind, like the battery aspect versus actual burning fossil fuels is not even close, right? So, true, true. But it's still, I guess, what I'm trying to get at though is like it's still wasted energy for the sake of entertainment. The whole. I keep in mind a Hummer, a Hummer like that is like that car is like 140, 150k. So like. People buying that, that's their second car or they're going to take out on a weekend or once a month or, you know what I mean? The whole aspect of going EV is that you're supposed to be increasing this efficiency, right? Like the whole idea is like we want to move everyone into these cars by 2030. It's because we want to get these most like efficient vehicles out there. You can keep creating ridiculous with EVs to the point where you have extreme cars that you don't need for luxury. There's so many problems with that because look, even if you buy a $30,000 Tesla, one charging if you buy a used Tesla, okay, because that's gonna be a used one anyways. One, those batteries only last ten years. So basically you can't even keep that car for ten years. And then you gotta replace that battery. Those batteries cost fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, man. Like they're not they're not well, cheap. Right now, the idea is that yeah. they it wouldn't be the charging, same. Charging right? there's another issue in Canada, charging is another problem. There's not that many charging stations. So well, right now if you have a, if you have an E V it's very convenient for you can you can just go plug to the mall, you can go to the university, you can go anywhere really to plug it in, right? But once those things start picking up, you gotta wait in line. It takes an hour for those charging stations. So you gotta wait an hour. Like the convenience is not there. And I think that's gonna go backwards, right? Hybrid I obviously is perfect. You're gonna get the best of both worlds. But EV right now, I just I just think that they're pushing that very hard. And two, just the fact that, you know, um, they can shut it down, man. Like, let's use BMW, for example. BMW is now doing uh, subscription services for features on the vehicle. So if you wanted heated seats, you got to pay a subscription service for it. If you don't pay it, you're sh- you're getting it shut down. You know what? So that might not let- be bad, man. You just cut it off in the no, summertime, man. Save yourself some money. It all no, depends you, you, on where price contract, points are, bro, though, right? It all depends. But it's a contract, bro. That's a thing. So. Forever. So even if you're financing or leasing that vehicle, this is it. Hey, you got to pay all this for these features. And if you, you know, you know, it adds up, man. It gets expensive, man. Um, you know, just to just to transition from this, like people use inflation as a crazy example. But if you really think about grocery stores, man, they're just eye gouging this so hard. Like I know we talked about the whole chicken thing. Like cause I sent you guys a picture of like two <laughs> chicken breasts for like, you know, 17 bucks. But I mean, like, you know, like, for example, like there was one guy that came up to me and he was talking about how he works for, um, uh, you know, PC, like President's Choice, whatever. 
or whatever you want to call the company. I forget the company's name right now. I'm drawing a blank. But um, he was just like, oh, you know, it's inflation and all that. Well, not really, man. Like, you're telling me there's a shortage in chicken? You know, like, come on, man. Like, there's no shortage of everything. Like, you're just taking full advantage of the situation. You're banking off of this. And you're laughing because these stores, like No Frills and all that, they're all one, right? And, and you know, you're taking, you're the monopoly and you're taking full advantage of it. I just think, I just think something like that should be like stopped very heavily. Like we got to investigate this, but it's not being investigated. So, you know, I think things like this whole inflation stuff is getting uh, very out of hand and it's, it's hurting a lot of people now because for what, because you really think they, they lost a year. You really think like stores like Superstore took a hit during the pandemic, bro, they were the only things live and running and making crazy profit, man. Grocery stores, man. Like you're, you're like, it's ridiculous, man. Hey man. So now, now you know where we all stand. So as we, as we close off that segment and we transition to the next, we're, we're all pro AI. It sounds like, Hey, you guys are ready for the robot overlords that we're, 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 we're Uh, pro most technology. To an extent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to say I'm not pro AI. Okay, this guy's going against the AI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm against and, Skynet, man. <laughs> it seemed like you were worried about getting tracked. And then you, you, Nick is against EV cars. Likes the hybrid idea, but is against full EVs. B, where do you stand there? Yeah, I'm for any any anything new. I'm um, I'm normally for it. So, like oh. to me, it's. To me, like, for example, with the whole EV thing also is like, so I, I think this year, I think last year in the U.S., 10% of new car purchases were, were EVs, which which is a big number. Like, that's a big number out of nowhere, right? Like, and uh, this year, it's expected to be 18%. So that number is going to keep moving up. Um, like, Tesla thinks by, like, 2028, 50%, 60% is going to be EV, right? So... My thing with all all this stuff is is like, I I kind of like the the reason I like it is like the is like the accident and like traffic stuff, right? So like, if most if most cars are EV, right? Like, like take like take this for example. When I go on when I open a new tab on my computer and I type in Google.ca a thousand times, out of those thousand times, how many times is it gonna is it gonna go to Google.ca? A thousand times, right? It's never, I've never have opened Google and it's not went to Google.ca. So my yeah, thinking right. behind that, history. my thinking behind that is, is that when when these cars are driving and you're not driving, like Nick said, and it's they're talking to each other and like, obviously it's a very scary thing to think, but so was a lot of things, right? So was us flying in the air to other countries for a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or you know what I mean? That was inconceivable. So I just think that. A lot of the time, like these these technologies are going to solve a lot of problems, like accidents. I think they're going to make insurance a lot cheaper. I think they're eventually going to take drinking and driving pretty much out of the, just even just completely out of the picture. And I think there's a lot of things where what we don't see now that we'll see 15 years looking back. Um, but I guess that's kind of how everything goes, right? There you go. I was uh, looking for a quick summary uh, <laughs> of the segment, but like, yeah, no, it sounds like. Uh, B is pro EV. I'll go pro EV too, because you know anything that in the long run can save me a couple bucks. I'm uh, I'm pretty about that. So that's where we stand, folks. 
listen up, send us a message, head us up in an email. Let us know where you stand as far as introducing and the use of AI in the mainstream, as well as EV versus gas guzzlers. Did I, Bro, did have, I you, have you that? ever signed on Tesla? EVs versus gas guzzler. <laughs> have, have you ever signed a Tesla? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't driven one, though. Okay. Have you Have you ever just felt, like, everything around the car, like, the quality like to see how sturdy uh stuff is oh nah. sturdy is not the word man it's it's you're you're literally looking at the <laughs> yeah, opposite they, they, they've had a lot of fitment issues just in general you and 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 just and i think there's there's so many things that that's that's gonna go wrong man because because with with that being said man like you know you're you're losing like especially especially in, let's use winnipeg for example we know battery and coal don't go hand in hand, right? So your normal, you know, kilometers, you're probably going to get what I'm going to say 250, 300 kilometers per, um, per like charge, right? That's probably going to drop because those batteries don't charge all the way to hundred percent. They charge only up to 80%, right? So, you know, when the winter time comes, you're going to lose out on that, I think. And those batteries are going to drop. And when you keep on charging and charging it, Cars only have a certain amount of charges, man, before uh, you're going to start dealing with it when uh, it's like your laptop there, Bell. You always, you got to <laughs> manually plug it in at all times. So, so you can't Listen, just be, uh, you can't just be driving uh, with the car charged all day, man, just driving around the city. It's gonna be a Listen, long man, I'm just waiting for that uh, full EV Chrysler 300. Once they uh, convert one of those, baby, then I'm back. I'm all in. All in. That's hilarious. I saw a funny video. Speaking of Chrysler 300, I was watching. Um, there's there was this old video that popped up on BET. It was uh, it was the game. He got the first ever Chrysler 300 before <laughs> it came out, and he like did it up, and he's like, "This is better than a Phantom." He was saying all these crazy things. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. No, he, he, Man, he's pretty, uh, right. he's pretty right. So I just yeah. looked up. Uh, I just looked up Chrysler 300 EV. And you won't believe this, man. So what year is it right now? 2023, right? That's yeah. right, buddy. Chrysler plans to go electric. Chrysler plans to go with the electric route by 2028, man. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's so behind with the times, man. These guys are... Holy shit, man. These guys are taking it... These guys are taking it fucking nicely, man. They're learning... They're looking around what's happening. By 2028, they're going to take the plunge. Well, they're not going to innovate, right? They're going to perfect it, right? That's, is that the, <laughs> is that the uh, strategy that everyone uses? Correct. It's 300 replacement due in 2028, man. Holy shit. <laughs> so you're telling me I got five years is what you're telling me. Yeah, you got uh, you to you know I'll tell you that. So what we had – so we one thing we had was, uh, Nick, something you were mentioning a couple days ago. Hmm. Uh, the NBA, it seems it seems as though that – so this, if you guys didn't know, is is the highest scoring season of all time in the NBA through this many games. Oh, like the okay. scoring is – the scoring has just been on fire, right? It'll be Luka. It'll be Donovan Mitchell. You know, LeBron is just – LeBron since turning 38, averaging like 39 or something crazy. You know, all these guys, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, everyone's just going every every night there's a forty plus game. And 
it you know 40 was a sacred area before once once you got into 40 it was kind of like hey you know the guys cooking and the 50s was just like all time and now we're seeing it all the time why do you guys think that is and and i want to hear something more than oh well you can't touch anyone or like why do you think it is is there anything more than that as to why it is because i personally think these shooters are just the skill in shooting is just so unbelievable now. People have been shooting from out there since because when we when we first started playing basketball, you weren't really going on the three point line like that. Nope. You know, you, nope. you learn very well inside. You know, your coach asks you, "What's the best shot, layup, coach? What's the second best shot, layup on the other side of the court of, of the? What's the best? You know, you hit the backboard, then it goes in. Don't swish it, right? Blah blah blah, and you know, use the backboard, but. Now these kids are learning, you know, when they first pick up a ball is to be out there and shooting and three-point line. And so I think a lot of that stuff's catching up to why there's such high scoring now. But that's my take. How about you? Like, why do you guys think we're seeing this explosion and just just scoring in general? So I can give you I can give you a couple of quick <laughs> statistics and then I'll step aside from that because you guys have been watching the games a lot more closely for individual players. But you remember KD's uh, Warriors, that team, right? When those guys were rolling after that season, they were in, they for the first time in like 25 years or over the span of 25 years, they were the top for efficiency, okay? They were the top for efficiency, the amount of shots that they got up, the amount that went in. Since that has happened, they are now, they're not even in the top 15 for their efficiency record. They set an unbeatable record or what was to be an unbeatable record over like the last 25 years. And then within that time period, and now they are somewhere in like position 17 or 18. I was looking at some lists the other day, which means that there's so many teams this year alone that have climbed into this. You're just getting up way more shots. Like the amount of possessions per game is up. The amount of three-point shots is just dwarfing that. And kind of like what you spoke to, individuals are – that's what their main focus is now. So obviously the shooting, in a sense, ha- has gotten better. But it's not even necessarily up to a super significant level. But the problem – or not the problem. The thing is there's been so many more attempts. No, no. You think it's a problem. Right? There's so many You there's think, so many you more, think it's a problem. There's so many more attempts. But did you hear what Popovich said the other day? He was, uh, no. he was saying that the, that the, the, he's hoping that they add like a four or five point line to to just really turn the NBA into a circus because the three point shooting has just gotten so out of hand. Where yeah. like guys will pass up open layups to take the shot or it's the most efficient shot that you can possibly take. So there's a lot of that aspect in it from the stats wise. But like you guys, like I said, you guys have been watching players a lot closer than I have as far as individual goes. So those are just the statistics, but is that does that line up with the eye test? Well, KD doesn't play for the Warriors anymore, so everything that you said just goes into the trash, right? Um, I think uh, realistically, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing I think with the league is it's a free throwing league. Everyone knows the more points, the more exciting things are. So you know things are more you know very open when it comes to I don't know if you watch very closely on these guys a lot of you know they get away with a lot of traveling a lot of carries because because they want it to be exciting right and you know 
um, more points, the, the better it is for, for everybody. And it's a win-win. But I just, I just think that the offense, I think the league is now like 90% offense and 10% defense now. And I think that's where guys are allowed to drop 50, 60, you know, like Donovan Mitchell almost dropping 70. You're just like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you're just the like. The Raptors and Bucks are on right now. Drew Holiday scored 38 and Fred Van Vliet 39. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, like earlier today, LeBron. You know, you be, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just, 8 and 9. Yeah, like it's LeBron at LeBron, LeBron's a different breed, though, man. Because he, you, he's believable that he could do it. Yeah, like even at this yeah. age, it's believable. But you have Fred Van Vliet. You're Fred? telling me Fred Van Vliet can drop fucking forty points, average forty points, of fucking come on, man. <laughs> you're not fooling anybody, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like you guys are laughing because you guys know the truth, man. Like, it's just, man, I, I believe in Freddie, baby. I believe in Freddie. It's just because when everyone's man, dropping forty, then like the owners are racking their heads because like who do you pay, man? It's just <laughs> yeah, and but but this was the ridiculous part. It was like four days in a row there was a player that was at least dropping fifty one, and you're just like, okay, this is not even normal now. Like this is this is just whatever now, right? Because at one point somebody dropping fifty points was phenomenal. Oh, somebody yeah. dropping sixty was oh, crazy. But but sixty is such an average number now. You've seen it like three or four times this year. But when so, when in the NBA when in the NBA have we stopped double teaming guys? Like you remember, like when <laughs> here I'm dating myself, of course. You can't like, double when, team when, when Jordan and Kobe it's were getting hot or something, and they're just yeah, running bro, guys at them. Bro, you 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 can't the double team because it's such a transition league now. Because everyone's in the wings. If you leave one guy open, that's it, man. You're that's how you're gonna get. That's how you're gonna get 170 points. But if you have a guy going off like like Mitchell that game, you okay? Once he got to 40 fucking points, aren't you like, okay, man? Like if someone else beats us, someone else beats us. Like, but that's well, but that's the difference. 71. That's that's the difference between what you're saying about the league in the 90s compared to what the league is now. You double team a player. There's another guy that can shoot, man. Every player on that team can shoot. In the 90s, man, you just had a point guard, shooting guard. And maybe your small forward could shoot. Your power forward was just your beat up guy. Your center was just, you know, your your main guy that did the defense. So you're limited to three players. Now you're limited. You get double teamed. You're limited. You got four guys that you can pass to that you know that can hit a three. That's the big difference, man. That's why there's not that many um, double teaming anymore. Fair enough, man. But I think that at some point you just got to be like, yeah, if. Uh... No, I don't even what's going to happen? What's going to happen is it's it's going to go to a complete circle where there's gonna, I think next year maybe who knows there's going to be a big guy that's coming in that's going to dominate and that's going to change the game because that one big dominant center someone's going to get another dominant center someone's going to get another one to counter that and that's the only way that they're going to do it, man. Because look at you're telling me like guy like Rudy Gobert shouldn't be dropping he should be getting a triple double every game, man. Realistically, yeah, for his skill set, this guy should be killing it, man. Or like Perkins, Kendrick Perkins has Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, man, he should be <laughs> killing it, but he's not, man. He's just like, oh, he's having the worst season since his uh, rookie season. Yeah, it's terrible, man. So how is that possible? You know, the Jazz got seven, seven first control of seven first round picks, dude. For yeah. And that team's gonna that team's gonna what's the name? Delo's gonna get traded. He hasn't do, done anything, right? So it's like 
Bro, like, what's going on, man? In the how league? can we? Can we? I know we've talked about this before, but seriously, how can we still be laughing about this? Like, no one listening to this podcast ever would have made the same deal involving Rudy Gobert. How does that happen? How does that deal? Rudy happen? Gobert. Are you it's bad, it, it, it's bad franchises, bro. It's it's bad franchises and Danny Ainge finessed them, man. Right? That's all it is. But B, the name of the game. No way man. Danny Ainge could call could call you and be like, okay, let's let's make this deal. And you'd be like, Well, yeah, you know what? I, I really need Gobert on my team then. Yeah. No, There's it's no way. So it five first round picks and three players, man. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's the worst trade in NBA. That's, well, that's the difference when you have a seasoned. That's when you have a seasoned guy who's dealt with Hall of Famers and knows how to fucking create a team compared to no, Minnesota, man. who's never going to be there anymore. Man, you got I'm saying this right now, man. There's going to be like a thirty for thirty that comes <clears throat> out in like twenty years where you just find out that. Danny Ainge had like all this dirt on that GM. Like it was just blackmail. There's no way that any sane person would have made that trade unless they well, had. To. Well, you guys know the the Timberwolves are the same team that when but when they're about to get Kevin Garnett, they wanted to keep that other dude that they drafted in '97. So they told them, "Hey, we're not going to pay you. You just wait, play this season. We'll give you a one year and." Next year, we'll give you the big contract because we just got KG. We have to pay him. And the guy agreed to it, man. And and it's uh, it's under tampering rules. You can't you can't be like, hey, you owe, you're owed this money, but don't listen to any of the other teams. We'll quickly give you a quick like 800K. Then we'll pay you next year. Just listen, bro. You can't say that, right? Because then he's not testing free agency. So it's the same team that's been caught multiple times. That's why they're so bad in the 2000s because they, they got stripped of like fucking three first-round picks, man, right? Three, four, four first-round picks. That's how they were so bad, right? There's something criminal there. Speaking of criminals. There's something criminal. This is a great place to take a break. You know what? We're going to cut it right there. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Season 5. There is more to come and might be coming a lot sooner than you think. We had a blast recording this episode, and we're looking forward to some big things. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you tune in next week to Thirst World Problems. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.